My friends, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm excited about this morning because I have one of my favorite legends and one of yours as well. This gentleman is one of the most helpful people inside of our community and one of the most knowledgeable as well. And I'm really excited to be able to share his story this morning with you and have a conversation with him. Tim Hewitt. Dave Sharp, my man. What's up, brother? Oh, my hero. I'll tell you. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm doing great. Doing Where great. are you at? Where are you calling in from right now? We know uh, you, you're you all across the world. So so last time we talked, I was in Malaysia. Uh, this time I'm actually in my home office in North Carolina. Welcome back to the United States, sir. Yeah. In fact, uh, my, my next trip to Asia will be all uh, personal as, um, well, personal and personal business as I have finally left my 40-year nine-to-five officially. So I am now a hundred percent digital marketer. That's the Will Ferrell, you know. The, yeah, baby. Hey, 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 hey. So <laughs> how's that feel? That's that's new to me. I did not know that. So um, yeah, it's just you know, it's it's um, it released some tension and pressure from me that I have been kind of fighting with for the last year and a half. I didn't know I had. Um, what a freeing feeling, and it's. Uh, I mean, I've always that. been able what to drive my own. You didn't know you had it. Say, say no. more about that. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, it's okay. I, I've been driving my own path through my own career forever, always. And so I really thought I was doing what I wanted to do until I had just stopped doing it. And it's like, wow, it's not what I wanted to do at all. <laughs> I've just force fit myself into a box I could fit into. Um, providing technical services, technical support. I mean, it's what I've always done. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see it in what I do on the, in the Facebook groups. I just love to help people. And I've always done that in my career, but it's been high tech, semiconductor industry, very, very stressful, high revenue, high responsibility. And it's gone, all gone. <laughs> I like the way you talk about that, my, my man. Um and are you finding that it wasn't as important as you thought it was? Absolutely. It was not anywhere near as important as I thought it was. Important to somebody, but not <laughs> important to me. <laughs> I like the sound of that. You're right. And and oftentimes we we really, especially in employer sense, put others' needs before us. I mean, it's it's very corporate norm to do oh, that, yeah. you know. And you traveling all over the world, you're already putting the company's needs before yours in a major way. And then well, anything... traveling, living. I, I I mean, they would say, yeah, go spend eight months in China. Yeah. You know, go, go abandon your family for the next uh, 12 months and, and live in Korea. Yeah. And I went, yeah, sure. Okay, go on. <laughs> and, and, and here's the part that that was freeing for me, really. When it came to leaving. I was stressed out about what the company was going to do without me. <clears throat> Nothing's changed. They're doing exactly the same thing today as they did last week. It's just, I'm not there anymore. I love your mental awareness around that because you're right, man. When we put things in a perspective are usually our fears. And what I mean by put them into perspective, I always like to try to simplify these, you know, these, these, high level things simplify means oftentimes and put it in perspective means say it out loud 
<laughs> right? And oftentimes when you say out loud the thoughts that are going through here, they sound normal in here. Like, God, I wonder what the company's going to do. When you're saying them to, only to yourself and they're bouncing around like a pinball inside of your own head, it's like, oh, the anxiety. What are they going to do? I you know, I wonder if this person's going to be okay taking over my job. Da, 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 da. But then when you say it out loud, it's kind of like, that's not that's not my problem. <laughs> is exactly right. And you know, I, I had lunch with a couple of my colleagues um, last Sunday who were in town, guys that I've been traveling with and working with very closely. And they, one guy said, God, what are we going to do without you? No one can replace you. I said, well, you're not going to replace me. You're absolutely not going to replace me. You're going to change the way you do work because you can't take my 40 years experience in the industry and plug in some college kid. So you're just going to change things and you guys are going to be fine. And so that was Sunday. So I got a message from one of the guys today and said, well, we just had a great customer visit. We missed you, but you know, things went really well. Yeah. As I knew they would after I said, bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. If and to go, I just said they would have failed miserably falling flat on their face because I am so important to this process. The reality is I'm not, I wasn't. Mm. That's interesting that you say that because I was listening to I was listening to somebody talking yesterday about like how Mother Nature can humble you in 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 really how we can think we're so important in our houses and our cell phones and we get this big overblown sense of important everything kind of gets overblown we get overblown in our society about how important we are or how yeah. how powerful we are as people whatever. But then go stand on top of a mountain and see how small you feel. Go stand in front of a beach when 10-foot waves are crashing. And, and Mother Nature has a tendency to humble us. And if we can find that humility on our own naturally without being, hum without being humiliated, if we can find that, humili that, that humility on our own, I tell you, that really puts you in a perfect mindset to be able to serve clients as a business owner, doesn't it? instead of an entitled, it really kind of makes you right size, I think. And when you realize that, you know, you're not more powerful than the next guy, you're not better than you just have to deliver more value. And if you, in, 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 if you really focus on the customer and humble yourself and just deliver value, that's how you be successful as an entrepreneur. And I wonder if that, you know, if you, you already had a servant's heart, but I mean, I wonder how this leaving this job has transformed. It may not be in the way that I'm proposing here, but how how else has it changed you mentality, mentally? It you realize that you know you didn't need the job, nor did the job need you as much as you thought. That's thing one. How else has it changed, or do you believe it's going to change you in terms of your marketing business? Oh, that's very interesting. So. I went through my first transformation back in 1999. I took six months off of work and hiked to the Appalachian Trail. So 2,000 miles, backpack on my back. Uh, and it, that, that took me out of the, I have to have the next greatest toy world because my entire world was in my backpack and it's everything I needed. So it humbled me as far as, as things I needed to own. Um, and that was a really interesting experience. What has just happened to me now has, has really emphasized the need to help others 
to be who I am. Because that's what I got out of my career job. That's what was important to me. That's what I was prioritizing, even though the company was the one benefiting from it, really. I mean, yeah, I was drawing a good salary. The work that I did was not really for the company. It was for the customer. So I would go into a semiconductor factory and find a couple million dollars in savings that they could implement immediately. I had an eye for that. I have the same mentality now towards my customers and how to help them on their journey, whatever that journey is. Uh, and 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 I, thanks to you, I have a skill set that I can now apply in that space. And I'm so excited about it. Yeah, it's, I'm completely energized. Yeah, that's really that's really cool. Um, you know, I did the same thing back when I was starting. I was working construction with my dad. And we were in between jobs and I just kind of said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going back, <laughs> you know, and that was a, that was a, <laughs> that was an odd thing. Cause I didn't really have anything else. It was, mm -hmm. I didn't even have really a plan. I just had a, I guess a dream. I, I guess that's really what you would call it. Like, I just guess I had a dream, you know, I, I guess I just had a mission or a vision and I'm not particularly saying it was crystal clear. I, I also knew what I didn't want. And I think yeah. sometimes knowing what you don't want is as powerful or more as knowing what you don't want. It's kind of like leaving, you know, this is leaving a war-torn area or a, an abusive relationship or just something that, you know, you don't want that. You know, I think sometimes people look at their jobs like that, honestly, and, and, and not as not as bad as war torn and but in that same very it's beginning to be viewed at as a negative thing and getting the hell out of there regardless of what you're gonna do can oftentimes be the priority and it's like okay i got an idea i'll figure it out when i get out but i need to decide if i'm going to leave or not because scary decision it's yeah. a scary decision and and i i just talked to a guy this morning um who's in the challenge, he's struggling a little bit with how much he wants to commit. Um, he's, he's concerned as, as somebody on the, one of the groups posted this, that, you know, she, she got caught, she got found out in her job and got let go. And, and uh, this guy's concerned about the same thing. He says, if my boss finds out I'm doing this, I'm going to get fired. And I said, you know, I just left my job and they knew I was doing this and they were actually worried I was going to leave. Um, as it turns out, it really doesn't matter, but leave, get rid of that stress, make the decision to commit. And whether it's three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, it doesn't have to be today, but if you sit on the fence and just half in half out, you're not going to be successful. Make the commit here. Like you made the commit to your marriage, to your kids, to your other job, your first job that you're stuck in and afraid to leave. Make the commit or don't. Because yeah. if you don't commit, you're not going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 true. And um so what so somebody's coming in they're they're brand new. They're 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 you know, they still have their job. They're they're 3 4 5 days into the challenge. You know what I mean? They're they're at the kind of very beginning. For some of you who have been here for a little while long, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, whatever, um like you're likely already in some form of education slash action and good for you keep that up right that 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 will lead you to the the path or the crossroads that tim's talking about and it is a crossroads oh yeah it's not a obvious like oh the next step is to quit my job i mean we have people in our community who are 
you know, crushing it, promoting various different products and still, still at their jobs and, and right. Like kind of trying to, and it, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. They, they, it, everybody, you have to really also, I think, be okay with whatever your process is, your path is it, your path doesn't have to look as the same as everybody else. Definitely won't. But go, going back to where I was going with that, which is somebody is coming in, look, they're three, four, five days into the challenge. They do have a job. They do have a family. Throwing that, like quitting the job, going in, going to their spouse and saying, hey, I'd like to do this and maybe spend a couple of thousand dollars on some is already a big enough initial kind of move to make. And now if you're tuning in, you're hearing us talk about going and quitting your job, you know, go. All right, we'll slow down. We won't freak you out too much, right? But Tim, you've been that guy as well. You've been doing this here for some time. Yep. Talk here. to us about your beginning, going through the first couple of days of the challenge, and then what it was like for you to get from the, that point to where you are now. Absolutely. So when I started, I had been dabbling with online uh, fa and failing uh, miserably, and I, I'd been actually selling books online since 2015 and, and really thought I understood how to do that. And uh, so when I started to branch out into affiliate marketing, I thought, yeah, I'll just take some Facebook ads out. I'll go get some stuff off ClickBank. I can do this. I'll create a website, send people there. And, you know, I'm going to make a million dollars. And instead I lost a bunch of money. And then after my research phase, I found legendary and um, my life changed and it didn't change overnight because I started to make a lot of money. It changed because of the mindset change. It changed because of the quality of the training. And when I had the opportunity to not only buy blueprints, but go to the first mastermind, um, I jumped on it. And that changed my trajectory in life, truly. Um, I, I went from being focused on growing somebody else's business. I worked for a company with 370,000 people. So I was just a number and a name. But I had a role in that company that was highly valued by the people I worked with, and, and I was highly respected in industry. But it wasn't me. It was still them. And I would, I would get a $27 million deal closed, and of which I would get about a $3,000 pat on the back. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's a, what we call a teeny weeny little commission. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> And, and so I started to, I started to really feel a little hollow there that, yeah, I was being appreciated. I was being paid well, but it wasn't for me. I wasn't getting the kind of personal growth and personal satisfaction out of that anymore that I needed to. When I saw what was really happening in this community across the core four, not just affiliate marketing, but across the core four, I said, I can apply these skills to things that are for my growth. Now, I was 64 at the time and looking at retirement, but not quitting working, um, but looking at getting out of the corporate rat race without an end date. I didn't have a, you know, February 14th, uh, 2023, I'm done. I had nothing. You I didn't have a retirement party scheduled? No, uh, not even an announcement. And, you know, as far as everybody knew, I was going to work for 10 more years in the current doing what I was doing. And this side thing was just another, 
yeah, Tim's doing a side thing because he's got all kinds of things he does on the side. You know, he writes books. You know, he produces music. You know, he does music videos. You know, um, all this stuff happening anyway, no one thought anything different of it. It was just something else that I was doing on the side. But what it really was, was a, a career change for me. I just didn't have the end date in mind yet. Mm. And that that didn't happen because of wealth. That happened because my mind finally shifted to the point where I needed to do this for me. I had to. It was time. So when I say quit your job, make the commit, it's really make the commit and eventually quit your job. It's not yeah. walk, walk away and panic. Yeah. It's, it's make that commitment to you and your journey, whatever that looks like for you. And, and make sure that there's an end date out there if what you're doing in your job is not fulfilling. And it wasn't for me. Yeah. And that's why it was relatively easy after a year for me to make that call. Yeah. Angie, somebody in the comments asked, you know, what about health insurance? And I'll go first to answer that. Well, I just pay for it. <laughs> you, you, you know, I mean, if you're old, maybe you qualify for older, you qualify for some other programs. Right. Um, but I mean, for, for somebody, if you're still, look, I kind of consider people either still like, this is kind of the way I look at like somebody's ability to be able to kind of afford new stuff. You're either still bringing in money or you're not still bringing in money in life. Right. You're either to the point to where you're doing, like I have an aunt and uncle who they had a business, they they sold that, they, they did insurance, they sold that business, they're now living off of their savings, and you, but they're not bringing in any new money, okay? They're not bringing in any new money. So if you're not bringing in any new money, hopefully you're at a point to where you have some, if you live in the United States of America, you have, what is it, Medicare or is it Medicaid? Yeah, Medicare. Medicare, okay? Hopefully if you're, but... If you're still able, now even if you qualify for Medicare, but you're still bringing in money, regardless, if you're bringing in money, I need you guys to hear me very clearly about this. Don't focus on cost. Don't focus on what things cost. Focus on making more money. As an entrepreneur, you now have that, you know, before when that was a making more money was an impossible thing. Right. At a, at a, you know, usually it's an impossible thing. You have an agreed set pay that you've agreed with somebody and that's what you've come up with. It's not a good or a bad thing. It just is what it is. Well, if you own a business, there's unlimited opportunity to be able to make more money. And that's what it's difficult to transition to start focusing on that. But it's the same way when we come in and people are asking about funnel builders and they're obsessed about the price you know, free versus $97 or whatever. And as much as I understand that, fully understand that, fully understand wanting to price shop, bargain shop, get the most bang for your buck. But here's what you're missing is that if you were making a couple of thousand dollars a month, it wouldn't matter. That's exactly right. It wouldn't matter. I promise you it won't, wouldn't matter. The same way that if you get your your business going in, in creating cash, some months will be better than others. But the, the point is you're creating cash flow and you're growing it because you can grow it. You can scale it when you learn these skills and then you can pay for the things 
you can pay for the things that you once gave your entire freedom away for. And you'll realize that. And I'm, and I'm not saying we're doing that out of because we're sad people or pathetic people. We were all trained to do that. We were all trained that, you know, this is the only way to survive. One you path. have to have a job because at the very least, you have to have health insurance. And look at how much of a apps you want to talk about a real scam. I'm ranting now, Tim. A <laughs> real scam is the hospitals in the the fact that we most of us can't even afford. I'm not saying me. I'm saying most Americans can't afford health insurance. Can't. Right. But guess what? They're also not business owners. They also don't have these skills. So if your family needs health insurance, if your family needs your job, folks, you got to put your priorities first. You got to do what you got to do. But always remember that what we're working towards is not having to is not having to sacrifice the electric bill for groceries or not having to sacrifice your health insurance because you want to put your kids in a private. Right. It's that what we're going for is. I know this is crazy, but, but hold on, bear with, hold on. We want it all. <laughs> right, Tim? And it is all achievable. There's I want no it all. I want it all for me, my family, and you. I want to be able to be home at dinner and breakfast. I want to be able to take my kids to school. I want to be able to take them to the doctor if I need to take them to the doctor. I want to know that they can get the care that they need. I want to know they're going to have a nice home to live in. I want it. That's not too much to ask for. I want it all. So, you know, the, the cost of business is a really interesting one. And, and healthcare certainly falls under that cost when you're self-employed. Uh, I had another business a number of years ago. I was in the golf industry for a short period of time and had to purchase health insurance for my family. But it was part of the cost to do business. And when I've looked at the cost to do business here, uh, one of the things I've done to decide whether or not I can purchase something else like I purchased ClickFunnels 2.0 in the one-year package that Russell offered to get access to all the cool new toys because I like that stuff. It's a part of what I like to do. Uh, and yeah, I've moved over a good part of my affiliate business to that. It's overkill for affiliate business, hugely overkill. Yes. Um, but ClickFunnels Classic is an incredibly powerful tool. And, and the cost of that stuff to my business is being borne by the business. So I've been able to expand my spending in that space by bringing in money to pay for those things. Yeah. And so those are the overhead pieces that my business is driving, um, is paying for separate from anything it's doing for me. And, th and that's how I'm determining whether or not I can expand into that space. He just, Russell just bought another company, bought Voomly, yeah. uh, $40 million. And um, I'm testing right now this concept of a funnel inside of a video where the opt-in is in the video, yeah. where the thank you page is in the video. The links are in the video. You can ask questions in the video. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be putting up a legendary funnel here in the next day or two with that concept aimed at um, my segregation of market. So I appeal to older people in my marketing. It just, of course, you know, I was telling Joanne earlier, <laughs> The DMs I get are people saying, you know, you, you're like an old lecturing grandpa there. I say, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's who I am. <laughs> I love and, it. 
And so the videos of mine that tend to do well are actually where I don't speak. Um, my my text walls tend to do much much better than where I'm lecturing. So that's like. that's a fun that's a funny thing to say, isn't it? You it know is. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the, the people who know me and and see my videos are like, oh yeah, that's Tim. That's exactly the way he talks. <laughs> uh, yeah. And All so right. you, well, yeah. Some continue, of the crowd sorry. are not real fans. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to testing that new technology again. I, as you guys see on the groups, I love playing with stuff. It's the engineer in me. Um, but to see how effective that is at increasing my opt-in rate with Legendary, because I do appeal to multiple groups within the Legendary space. I don't try to. I'm I'm really um, I really do try to appeal to the over fifty crowd because they relate to me right yeah and they need your help honestly i mean they, they do <laughs> they need your help <laughs> it's so true yeah i mean i mean you know most families have a millennial or something that does tech support for the boomers you know it's it's sometimes but you're a boomer who does tech support for boomers which is more beautiful and cool <laughs> I, you know, I talked to a guy the other day who I do Zoom calls with people who've signed up through me. I don't take anybody from the groups and people ask me all the time and I always answer the same thing. Look, there's great support within the legendary community. You've got now these these two hours a day, every single day to get on a call with these guys, which is unbelievably wonderful. I don't take Zoom calls with people out of our group. But the people coming into my personal Facebook group, I do all the time. And a lot of them are older. And, and I'll say, okay, go up and click that little button in the right-hand corner. And they're terrified to move the mouse. Just move it. Just roll it up there and click that button. <laughs> it's okay. It's going to work. You know, it's, oh, you want to take over my screen? I don't want to take over your screen. I want your <laughs> hands to do this because they need to learn how. Well, I, I yeah, they need to learn how, right. It, I, to be honest, though, man, I mean, when I first got started at 24, 25 years old, I, I was just as, you know, I was just I, I was just I looked, you know, I was just younger, you know, but I was just as and, and you think about, you know, those of you who are, are you know, in your 60s, in your 70s, you know, I know we've had a, a few people that are in their 80s and maybe even 90s. Um, I know the, Don was in his 80s. I, I can't remember. I feel like we had. A couple of people who are actually in their 90s, not on the show, but just in our community. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the only difference is just really the fact that, you know, you guys who are boomers had an entire life of being trained to not use technology. Mm -hmm. So it's just long, you know, it's, it's a, the reason why millennials and, and, and Gen Xers and these people who are younger are better at technology is just because we've been using it for, since we were kids, you know, for many of us, always been there. Yeah. And, and, but my message here is this, and I wonder if you, if you would, if you would validate this or what you would say about this, it's still, it's still a learned skill. It's not a natural born oh, gift. <laughs> it's not, it's not like you're born with these gifts to be able to be tech. So what are some of your tips based on your experience with working with not, I mean, and trust me folks, if you're not somebody who's older, these still apply to you. So <laughs> 
<laughs> um, what what are some of the things that are simple, practical that you have people do that you that people can do to get more comfortable both on the computer and with technology, but then even moving towards video marketing and and kind of using uh, more than just the computer and the mouse, but actually using the cell phone and leveraging all these beautiful, wonderful tools that are just sitting there on your desk or sitting there on your coffee stand, and they could be making you money. Uh, that's a great question. So, you know, part, part of the technology challenge is people, it's the unknown. And the only way the unknown becomes known is to use it. And, you know, you see people say, oh, I don't want to make my first video. I, I'm so afraid to make the first video. No one's going to watch the first video. No one's going to watch the first 10. Make the video, post it, make the next one, post it, make the next one, post it. Because by the time you get to five or six or seven, you're starting going to start to get better at it. And no one's going to see them crying out loud. I still post. I got a thousand videos up there now, right? I got a thousand videos up there now. I still have videos that have 10 views. Those 10 people. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I can post that video. Guess what? I can post that video a thousand more times because only 10 people have seen it. And yeah. if 10 people see it again, I can do it again and again and again. I have got all that content I can reuse because no one has seen it yet. So take advantage of that. You know, it we, gets really, better. we really do approach a video, especially our first ones, as if they're the state of the union address in the entire you know, country or the entire world's going to see it, don't we? We do. I, I, I just sometimes I have to not answer when I see questions on the forum. I posted my first video. It took me five hours to edit it. Really? I, I just posted a video. I held my phone up. I took the video. I said a few words. I put it on my page. It's got a thousand views. I'm making the next one now, you know, yeah. and I'm, by the way, in 30 minutes, I'm going to be done making videos for the next three days. I want to give three words right now to, for, for everybody to really put on a piece of paper, deep in your mental notes, what speed of way speed. That's the first one of implementation. It's everything. It's your most profitable it's, it's one of the most profitable, I guess, skills or concepts that, that you can adapt. And it's really easy to understand speed of implementation. The quicker that you get an idea and implement it and do that over and over again with everything, the more successful you're going to be. And here's why is because marketing is all a test. There's nothing, there's nothing that's finalized and there's no exact way to do something, right? You can create the first, the same video that I created, Tim, and deliver it the same way. And um, it's going to get different results. It's just the way that life is and it's the way the internet is. And so, um, and so the faster that I can get an idea out, whether it's my idea or somebody else's, it doesn't matter. But the faster I can test it, meaning that I saw something and I'm inspired by it and I want to kind of recreate it or I want to do something similar, the faster that I do it, speed of implementation, the faster that I get it done and get real-time feedback from the real world, this is a pitfall. We ask for everybody else. This is a kind of a this is a this is a this is a mistake. This is a common pitfall that people make. Okay. We ask. John in the group, and Teddy in the group, and Sarah in the group. Hey, what do you all think about my page? What do you think about my landing page? What do you think about my videos? Yeah, review my funnel. The truth is, here's the truth. 
it's not wrong to want somebody to review your stuff. This is, this is, it's normal. It's, I mean, we're used to doing that. And quite frankly, that's what we're told to do in a job is to complete it and bring it for review. That's what we're taught to do in school. Complete the assignment, submit it for grading. Okay. But in entrepreneurship, there is no grade. There is no teacher. There is no let, there is no institution. You're the institution. And so the faster that you get it in front of real cold audience people, not John, who's going to tell you, well, it probably give you an opinion that is going to, nobody can predict the future. So even the best, that's why I don't, you know, flaunt myself around as the coach of coaches and the guru of gurus, because the truth is, is that all of us marketers really deep down inside know that we don't know anything except what the next test that we're going to do. I, every what, every what, one what, of my videos is that way, Dave, every single one of them. I, I have a cheap in my notepad on my my phone. I have a I call them cheat scripts. And these are what are the next videos going to be? So every time I see an idea, something gets jotted in there. But if I haven't made that video by today, it's already late. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go through and, and sometimes I'll batch create 20 or 30 videos. Um, sometimes they're text walls. Sometimes they're me talking. Um, and. All, all of those videos go into drafts and they get posted up there. And then, frankly, I don't look at them for a couple of weeks. I don't pay any attention to how many views the last two videos got. And I, do, I don't because I'm on to the next topic already. And then when I go back and see what really performed after a couple of weeks, I may take some of those themes and repeat them or expand upon them and do something else with them. Um, view counts on videos is vanity metric. Uh, I've had two videos get a half a million views. None of them did anything for my following. None of them did anything for my business other than get a half a million views on TikTok. Um, I'm, I have 30 plus legendary funnels. I, I can't even count them. I'd have to go look at them all. And, and they're all still in production somewhere. They're all still linked to a video somewhere. And I look at the way they, they convert because the messaging is different. And if I'm talking to an audience of 50 plus nearing retirement, I have a different message than some of the more generic, do you want to just make extra money messaging? And unless you test those things to different audiences, I can show those funnels to 30 people on the legendary forum and get 30 different responses because they're not my customer. They're not my market. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the only way to truly test your funnel your video is to post it, post it, post it, post it, and let the market, it, it, you know, having somebody review your funnel and, and this is, it's not to say that our coaching and our feedback is, is, is that's, that's necessary, but it's difficult to coach somebody if they haven't done anything yet. And I think one of the big one of the big things that we have to make sure that we keep talking about is how to be a good student. And I think learning or a good mentee or right, a good client, because what I learned to do in school is not what I need to do. Like what I learned to do in school as far as, you know, s submitting things and it's all nothing it's all being graded by people in the same room who are, you know, it's being graded by the guy who taught it to me 
right? So it's like, that'd be like, you know, that'd be like you all submitting your funnels to me and me just saying, <laughs> they look great. Right. Here's a certificate. Here's a certificate. <clears throat> right? It's like, what is that actually going to do? And, and that's not making fun of every anyone, folks. This is the realest talk that you never got in school, right? This is the real talk you never got in school. This feels harsh. This feels, but this is the reality of entrepreneurship. And nobody said this to me in school. Nobody said this to me growing up. And a lot of people are not saying it out here on the internet. But the truth of the matter is because they want to be your guru. You know, they want to be your coach. They want you to, you know, we even have people in our Facebook groups who are, you know, hunting our, our, our new and naive clients, trying to sell them extra support and all this different kind of stuff. And the truth is, is that you don't need any of it. You do everything that you need is right here inside of this platform. Uh, it, it, you'll never use it all. I don't say that because I think we're, you just won't get, you won't, you won't, I challenge you to go through the affiliate marketing business blueprint in its entirety. I, I challenge those of you who are new to just finish the challenge, right? Just finish the challenge before you start asking everybody what their opinions are. And remember that the only person that is going to give you a legitimate opinion is going to be that client. And that client votes with their wallet, so you can really know whether your message is resonating, whether you're spot on, if it's generating leads and it's generating sales. And you can even, you can even through the process of elimination, find out where your funnel or where your process might be lacking. Because if you're generating all these leads into your landing page, but nobody's buying, well, that will help you zero into that affiliate, that bridge page. Gee whiz, let me first go make sure that I've got my affiliate link properly hooked up <laughs> on that button. Process of elimination though, right? Test your own stuff, guys. Test, test your, your own, own stuff. stuff all the time. But but mostly let the marketplace test it. Here's another thing that I often hear. Well, I've posted six or seven videos. I've been doing this for a week or two. And it's not really picking up and I'm feeling frustrated. What, what can you, can you speak to that? And again, we're not trying to hammer anyone. We want to make this a safe place for everybody to grow and learn in all of your concerns and frustrations to it, to be a safe place for you to vocalize them. So we're not saying don't continue to vocalize them. This is a safe place to do this. And you know, because I can and certainly Tim can, even though he tries respond to every comment, we'd like to respond to some of these things now, one one or two to many, and hopefully some of you are catching the show. But that person who says, hey, one to two weeks, I'm frustrated. I'm not getting how do you how do you what would you say to that person who's experiencing that? It's a great question. And I and I really feel for the people who are um, are have fallen into that trap, that mindset trap. And, and the challenge with this is you see the success of others out there without understanding what went into it. So you see the success, and I love to see the success messages. I just love to see them. I'm so inspired by them. But when you realize that guys like Josh is a good example, has got hundreds of videos out there that have no views. No views. So if, if all of those happened at the front of his career... And a bunch of them did. 
and he walked away, he wouldn't be having the success he's having now. So you've got to take those early failures, analyze them. Don't look at them necessarily as failures, but try to understand why you're not seeing them. You know, that I do a lot of engineering analysis. It's just who I am. And I have an, an account that I got to a thousand followers by doing follow for follow with other affiliates. That account does nothing on TikTok. It goes to affiliates. It, they're not my customers. Um, but I got to my thousand so I can put my link in my bio real fast because I had 800 affiliates follow it. And that account is completely worthless. I got five TikTok accounts. I've stopped posting in that one completely. I'm going to let it dry up for a few months and see if by restarting it, I can get to the people who are actually going to buy something from me. So the how you get no views um, is an interesting problem. Um, people say don't create a business account because you know, you're not going to get the traction. Well, guess what? My best performing account on TikTok is actually a business account. It's been a business account since day one. It's got 11,000 followers. It gives me the most leads. I track my leads by social media platform, by account, so I know where they're coming from. It still gives me my best leads. I'm not posting in it today. I'm now posting in a creator account that I grew to 10,000 with the same philosophy to see if the better music drives that account higher faster. Again, because I'm doing the engineering. Um, I'm just a geek that way. I do that kind of stuff. The accounts that uh, you know should have, I thought, done well early, nothing. Um, I got an account sitting at 180 followers. It's been there for probably 70 or 80 videos. I add a new follower every three or four days, maybe. So all five of those accounts perform differently. If I switch over and look at Facebook, being my page and my profile and my group, all perform differently. Instagram's a total flop for me. Pinterest is a total flop for me. I keep posting in them every day. Um, Twitter, total flop for me. But Musk promises he's going to make Twitter better, so I keep posting there. YouTube is growing. Uh, I am omnipresent. I'm playing the long game across these platforms, but I have videos that get no views, virtually no views. It's okay. I'm doing three a day, every day. Yeah. The video that got no views last week might be the different video. It gets a thousand views tomorrow. I'm okay with that. You need to be okay with that. Yeah. Keep moving forward, learning. This is the learning experience and don't get hung up that, you know, I've been doing this for a month and I got nothing. Just take advantage of, <clears throat> by the way, Ryan and Drew on these, these daily two-hour sessions, pure gold, pure gold. I know. Your Blueprints member, you've got to tap into that stuff. I watch them every day if I can, every day. That's great. That's, cra that's crazy. We'll that's learn crazy. every single day from what's going on on those channels. Yeah. You're taking me back to my early days. I, I've been sharing this lately because I feel like it's kind of a cool thing to share. This is the 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 interview that I did. You can see 12 years ago. You can see the the what 12. A youngster. <laughs> I, I know, man. I know. I was I was an affiliate of this particular company back then because they they sell training to network marketers. And um, you know, I was getting my little interview on here. You can David hey. Garp, member of the month, MLSP. You can you can find. Um, yeah, 12, 12 years ago, so two thousand and ten. I was, but you're taking me back to a lot of the things that over the past, you know, now it's twenty twenty three. That's thirteen years. 
So really, I've been doing this 13, maybe 14-ish, because I st started in 2009. And over the years, Tim, I cannot tell you how many videos I have done that have flopped, that have gotten zero viewers, that did not do what I wanted it to do, that, that I cannot tell you how many times I have... Um, you know, worked on a, a some sort of a webinar slide presentation that had two or 300 slides and my computer shut off and I lost everything. I mean, I cannot tell you folks some of the frustrations, some of the things that an entrepreneur has to go through in order to, to just keep on keeping on. And in the moment, it feels like the whole world is on top of you. And literally, literally, an hour later, you can feel like you're on top of the world. It, it, it's just, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's it a, roller a roller coaster. Absolutely. It makes, yes. it makes you feel alive for God's sakes, which, which, I mean, you know, even if you got to be broke for a little while to do it as you're building your business up, like I was in this interview and I was just getting my start, you know, back in two thousand, you know, 12 years ago, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground. I'm talking more shit than a Christmas turkey on here. You know what I mean? I'm acting as if I'm already successful. I'm not. I'm not. You know, in all of the bullshit, all of the, 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 the videos that didn't get any views, the emails that got sent back because I'm, you know, uh, really, really still a horrible writer, even though I, I can write persuasively now. But my grammar and everything used to suck. I used to have to have my wife edit them and read them because I would have so many people respond and say, this is the worst thing I've ever read, you know, when they'd get on my email list. Some of the hate, some of the discouragement, some of the criticism, some of the, the, the frustration falling flat on your face. I mean, this face that you see right here in this video from 12 years ago, that's a face of I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. I'm trying. The, you know, I just got clean two years ago before this, you, you know, and I'm trying to get my life on track here. So you got to ask yourself, I think, my friends, is getting no views on your video, is that worse, you know, than, than the job that you hate? Is that worse than continuing on the path that you're on? Because, because you're, what I've realized is, there's going to be a lot more failures in my path to success than there is actual successes. There's a lot more things that don't work out than do work out. And I have to be okay going through the things that don't work out in order to get to the things that do. Do you agree with that, Tim? Absolutely. In fact, I count on them not working um, much, much more than I count on them working it's an interesting conversation to have with my fiance who um, isn't, isn't quite aligned with my current strategy, but she's very supportive. Um, she's like, you know, you had a really good job last week. <laughs> I said, yeah, but it was just a job. Um, and, and it's like, so now she's sending me, it's funny. Actually. You know what? She's very rational. She's not, well, she's wrong. very rational. <laughs> and she's sending me videos. She says, didn't you do a video like this one? This this one's got half a million views and look at all of the interaction. I said, yeah, he's got 850,000 followers on Facebook. He's going to get a lot of action. Tough crowd. Tough crowd in the Hewitt house. I mean, <laughs> shit, she's cracking crowd. the whip. It is a very tough crowd. I said, I can't, I said, I, I can't compare myself to somebody with 850,000 followers. 
um, you know, they could post a, a video of them picking their nose and they're going to get better views than I get on my best video. Right. Said, so, you know, be careful who you compare yourself with, who be careful who you get inspired from. You know, they, I hear a lot of these things. Oh, I haven't made any money. So how can I post a video? I see the top people and they're all talking about how much money they made. If you really want to see what the top people did to get to the top, go back and look at what they were doing 18 months ago. I need two hats. The four hats. Hat. <laughs> oh, the double hat throw. <laughs> First ever. First ever. Oh, I love it. First, uh, you're right about that, Tim. You can't compare your day. You can't compare your day five with their day three hundred and five. No. No, and 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 so many people do that, and it, and it can be depressing. Too much common sense, Morgan said. Too much common sense. I'm going to throw another double hat for that comment. Woo! Too much. You know, <laughs> hey, look, friends, common sense is your friend in this business. Oh God, yes. I mean, just really, what is the simplest? Because you got to think about marketing is all about making things clear and filling gaps so people don't fall through, and so. It's all about common sense. What's the next? If somebody lands on this page, what are they going to think? What are they going to see? Are they going to be, is there too much here? How can I simplify this? So it's real simple. So the next logical step is them to enter their email. Marketing is all common in none of its games, none of its tricks, none of it's any of that. None of it's, it, it, it's all just testing, simple testing to try to make the message more clear and more simple for people. Yeah. And, and, and again, to fit your audience, if, you know, I also see a lot of people who struggle with this kind of shotgun approach. I'm going to market to everybody in the world because it's a huge market and I want it all. And, and it's, I know you've heard this before. I'm not making this, this isn't new, but if you, if you're so broad that you're messaging everybody, you're messaging nobody. And, and that to me was the first message I got from the first mastermind I went to. Mm. And, and it was because I was doing that. My messaging was the same messaging coming from these 35 year olds talking about, I'm a stay at home dad. And, you know, I haven't been a stay at home dad in years, you know, uh, <laughs> my kids have got kids, you know, I am the grumpy grandpa. Uh, <laughs> the message is not about. I think that, dads. It's kind of clear to see what you're talking about here because we do have a huge influx of stay at home moms, dads, people, uh, you know, in their thirties and forties inside of this community. And, and you're, you're right. I'm, I'm tracking with you. So you were communicating to those people and trying to maybe see if your message would fit to them until finally you're like, Hey, let me, let me niche down a little bit and let me really try. And what I, I have a question for you. Are you ever finding that occasionally there's somebody outside of your target audience who will reach out and say, Hey, oh, could, this work, could this work for me too? Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and what's interesting there is they do normally reach out directly and they're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not getting ready to retire, but boy, I really like your message. Do you think I can do this at age 25 or 30? And of course, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm doing something a little bit interesting here next month. I'm actually doing a live presentation at a senior living center. Um, and this is a, this is a, a community house within an over 50 um, housing development. 
And they do these things where they have people come in all the time. And I went and talked to the manager there and said, hey, look, I have an opportunity for, for, for older people to earn money online, taking advantage of the internet technology. I'd like to come talk to your, your members about it if, if you think that would be interesting. The room holds 80 people. She signed up 80 people in 30 minutes. Um, I have, I'm still working on how I'm going to present to this crowd. Um, we'll see how it goes. But I think that demographic is hungry for this, wow. in part because they left their job at age 65. And they're only 70 and they got another 15 years in life and they're done living off of social security. And Oh, by the way, they spent that 401k was gone three years ago. And how, and I don't want to go ask, do you want fries with that or welcome to Walmart? And, and it's a real demographic that I think we can serve, but it's going to take a little different messaging to get there. They're not on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and and on, although they're out on social media, uh, so it's an interesting, it'd be an interesting game to play um, yeah. using the presentation skills that I learned in the blueprints Yeah, live. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's absolutely creative and unique and unbelievable. And, and um, you know, I uh, it's, it's uh, it's really a, it's really a, anything is possible. I mean, the, the idea here, we're talking about common sense, but also creativity and, um, you know, what you're talking about here is a great example of being creative and your approach to, um, you know, to, to reach people. And where are your customers? Yeah, where, where are your are customers? Your customers? A absolutely. Absolutely. And, and oftentimes the most simple approaches to gather people are the most effective. This same sort of, um, th this same approach in, in what you did there was really what we do online as well. Hey, I'm doing a free event that's that's telling people or there's a free video that that will show you how to build a business online, even if you don't know where to begin and um, uh, register, put in your email and you can attend. It's the same thing. You're just doing it live right, right? to a captive audience who's there in a room. And quite frankly, if you do deliver, um, if you do deliver in a compelling way. And, and present an offer of some sort, which quite frankly, your best offer in that scenario should probably be just collecting their information right? and, and doing, doing something one-on-one -on -one with them and, and, and doing it that way. Because if you do a big call to action in the room and it might not go over well, a lot of times when you're going in to speak in a, in a place where you where where you want to do business, but it might be too much to go in and just start pitching. You go in and you do what we do here at Legendary. You just deliver value for free and just make sure that you have their information to have a follow up call. So this is all about education. This one, it's all about education and lead. Yeah. It's about education for them and lead generation for you. That's correct. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually have a, um, a local computer shop guy who's going to come in with me. Um, he, he wanted to do a presentation there and had contacted their management. They're going to put in a computer center in this building. And so people will actually have a place to go if they're not comfortable with computers. They're going to put a technician in that room to help people with computer skills. Yeah. Um, so it's an it's an interesting kind of it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Um, I agree. And, you know, there's a lot of benefits to doing something like this, no matter <coughs> what age you are. 
I, I think about the gentleman, Don, who advertised that he was 80 and the making of the videos helped him to find his voice. He had said he had a low, quiet voice his whole life. And he realized that coming into our community and going through our program, he realized that he, he, there was something that he wanted to change there. And so he used the videos, something that he wanted to grow. He wanted to grow personally. He, he, he saw it as an opportunity to grow personally. And he used his video marketing as a way to find his voice and to, uh, in a way, I think, stay excited, stay motivated, stay sharp. Here's an 80, he's probably in his, in his low 80s now. It's been a couple of years, but here's a guy who was sitting in his car in various different gym or grocery store parking lots recording these videos, jumping around, getting excited. Also for, I don't care how old you are, friends, you could be in your 70s, 80s, or 90s, or you could be in your 39 like me. And you know what? Guess what? You don't have, we're going through midlife crisis as well. I just read an article on Bloomberg <laughs> Business that millennials are going through the most, the most, um, they're, they're poorer than any generation before them. That's our, right. our millennials right now, are more depressed and poor than pre than previous generations. No, that's exactly right. I've had yeah. that conversation with my kids. Uh, yeah. You know, how, how are we going to get you out of this in the next five years? You need to be on a path. Right, 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 right. People my age, okay, I'm 39. People my age are more depressed and more poor than, than previous generations. And, and so what was, what was I getting at? You were talking about going into these, these assisted living or, or 50 and older. I think you said 55 yeah. and older. 50 and older yeah. yeah. So these communities where, uh, and they're all over the place. They're, they're lit. You come to Florida, they're all oh, over yeah. the place. Okay. And, and, and it's not just about helping people make money, right? It's not just about that. It's also about staying sharp. It's also about staying happy. It's also, and guess what? Why did I bring myself up? Millennials are poor and more depressed than ever. Because friends, sometimes you don't have to be old to be depressed. You don't have to be old to be broke. You could be, we all, this, this can renew you as well and give you something to be excited about life again, maybe for the first time ever in a long time because you finally might feel like you're working on something for yourself. You need a mental challenge to stay alive. I don't care how old you are. Uh, if you don't have that mental challenge, you might as well just die. And, and, and the older you get, the more people realize that, you know, I, I write books. I've got eight published books. Now I'm working on two more different subjects is at the moment. And, and people say, well, you know, how do you do all this stuff? Why do you do all this stuff? You're just so distracted. So I'm not distracted. I'm keeping my mind challenged and I'm doing so because both my father and my grandfather had Pick's disease and they scribbled on a piece of white paper by the time they were 80 years old. And that was their whole life. And I'm not going to let that happen to myself. And I'm going to prevent that by keeping myself mentally challenged. And, and I think that we all need to do that no matter what age we are, maintain that mental challenge and that edge in order to stay, really stay alive. And I, and that's what I'm seeing in these older communities is, I don't want to play bingo on Thursday and shuffleboard on Friday. You know, I, I want to get out in the boat on the lake and, and, you know, I'm not too old to learn to water ski. Come on. I mean, that's the kind of people that I really want to talk to. I know. I want to, you, you're like the guy who I, I, uh, goes, uh, skiing right with in, in this guy gets up on mountains. 
um, he's older than you are. He's quite a bit older than you are. Um, and he goes skiing, double double black diamonds, dude. I mean, a badass. And, and yeah. I know lots of you, you, when you start to get into these circles, not just your circle of friends who meet at the diner every Saturday. And as you say, but, but there is a whole group of people, a whole, almost like a whole underworld of people who are not living by society's rules. And, you know, in, 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 as you say, it's as much about mental health as it is in, in, you know, me mental kind of exercise and as it is physical. I really truly believe that. I mean, some of the older, oldest people that I've known to live into their nineties and even hundreds were not the most physically fit. I mean, they weren't like, didn't have six packs, but they, you know, it's about keeping that mind sharp. Absolutely. And so, you know, we have an opportunity here to, to, to do this um, and to, you know, to, to give ourselves a challenge. And so, I, you know, just to bring this plane in for a, a landing here, I would recommend all of you, you know, we were talking about some of the challenges that some of us feel frustrated about, et cetera. I would, I would invite all of you to look at those challenges, not as, you know, not as something bad. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. It's happening for you. Wow. Hold on a second. I have an opportunity to work through something. I have an opportunity to solve a problem. I have an opportunity to learn something. I have an opportunity to get sharp, right? No pun intended. But <laughs> you know, I have an opportunity here to 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 stay to keep developing and that is ultimately what entrepreneurship is about. It's about solving problems. There can be, you know, 10 people standing in a circle all of whom have been trained to be employees in, in an employee mindset can't fit. The entrepreneur walks up and, you know, well, let's try this. Let's try. Doesn't know the answer. This is the important thing to understand. The entrepreneur doesn't know the answer. He or she is just not afraid to try shit. That is a hat throw for sure. Thank you. Absolutely correct. Thank you. And, and, you know, my my whole career of problem solving has been based on that exact fact. Um, I will try it. If it doesn't work, I will try something else. If that doesn't yeah. work, I will try something else. Yeah, Eventually, sir. we'll make it work. You, you can't be afraid to fail. Failure is how we learn. Uh, the, the trick is you want to you fail small. Mm. Fail often, fail small. And fail and fast, right? Fail, fail fast. fast. Absolutely. Get the faster right I can fail, the better I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And, and failing is not, it's almost like that's like a, a word that's got this negative connotation around it, but it's like, man, you think about how many times did Emmett Smith, how many times did Barry Sanders, how many times did Walter Payton gets, you know, make, have no, make no yards in their run. How many times did Tom Brady get sacked? Right. How many times did, did Nolan Ryan get a home run hit off of him? How many times did Ken Griffey Jr. Or Barry Bonds strike out? It's like, how many times did the guy who, you, you know, you hear these stories about entrepreneurs, they got turned down 300 times. And then on the 301st time, somebody said, yes, I mean, every great story of entrepreneurship is about using every no as a step. Every no is a step closer to a yes. And it's not every no is or failure is not taking you down into the basement. It's actually making you stronger. You're actually stepping up every time you fail as long as you learn something from it. And you and you look at it like that. And it's amazing how much you can lower your stress 
when you just shift your perspective to look at something as, well, now I know not to do that anymore versus, oh my God, I'm a failure and this is never going to work for me, right? We tend to cat cat catastrophize things and, and, and go into that extreme. And, and so how we'll bring this in for a landing here and thank you so much for all your time. And uh, obviously you, you've, you tons of thank yous from all of our, everybody in our community, but thanks for today as well. But how do you recommend that somebody stays rational, right? Stays emotionally manageable, rational, and, and just approaches, do you have anything that you do? Maybe you take breaks, maybe you make calls, maybe you, maybe you, you look at other people and you, and you say, well, I'm grateful to at least have the problems that I have. What, what is your strategy to stay rational, st keep your feet on the ground and, and to a, in a place to where you can continue to push forward and you yourself also don't get overwhelmed with all of the things that you're doing, many of which I'm sure don't go great all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it, it, that, it's a great question, Dave. And, and uh, you know, the, the thought that I'd like to kind of leave everybody with here is as a lifelong learner, you will constantly come up against things that you don't know how to do, don't understand and don't work well. And if you're not doing that, you're not learning. So when you get into that, I can't figure it out stage, don't immediately reach out and say, I need somebody to do this for me. Do a little more research. Take another subject. Pick another related topic that you're still working on and go do that for a while. Look at the resources that we do have in this community, particularly to help you. Yeah, you can post questions on the groups and I and others, many others will answer them. You get lots of great experiences there. But I would much rather see a question that says, I've tried this and this and this and not, none of those are working. Then a question that says, help me, I don't know what to do. Because if you've tried these three things and they're not working, people like me and other support people, and guys like Drew and, and Ryan on the calls in the afternoon or one-on-ones, they can take you to the solution in a way that you learn because you already tried things that, two things that didn't work. And so now we can narrow in on, well, what, did, what haven't you tried? And, and that's the way you learn the steps to solve your own problems, because ultimately this is all about solving you, solving your problems, using the resources available, but it comes down to you. You can't rely on somebody else to solve all the problems in your business or you won't have a business. Not, nothing more to say, Tim. Nothing more. to. That was so spot on, so precise from for what people are going through in in as they start a business and i think that extra pause that you're inviting people to take right between that something not doing what i want it to do and me freaking out just a little pause right there in between a deep breath and say let me stay at this one more moment that pause what you're saying that pause is is the difference between employee and entrepreneur mindset. Absolutely. Powerful stuff and so much more to talk about, but we're going to leave people want, you know, wanting for more. So congratulations on your massive, massive move of quitting your job and now going full time here online, Tim. Um, what an absolute accomplishment. And I can't tell you from my perspective, uh, 
how happy I am for you, how proud I am of you and of the effort that you've put in to get to where you are. And I, I cannot, I cannot contain my excitement for who you are going to continue to be and become as not you get more things and becomes as you continue to bring out the magic that is already inside of you. And that has been there the whole time. And you just now direct it completely and totally to, to your own business and your clients instead of the 367,000 coworkers that you had at your last job and all of their things that they had for you to do. Now you focusing a hundred percent on your life and your work and your projects and your clients. Whew, 2023 is going to be a, it's going to be a fun year, brother. It's going to be an awesome year for you. Um, and I just wonder how many people are listening who, you know, can make a powerful decision today. Maybe it doesn't mean, mean that you're quitting your job today. We don't mean make an irrational decision, right? If you're three days into the challenge, but I wonder how you could use this experience and this story just from, from this morning to make a powerful decision in your life. Maybe it's just to take ownership and take the next step in training. Maybe it's to take the next step to sign up to go through our course or somebody else's. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, there's enough people in the world I don't have a lack mentality around somebody growing. It's like, go grow wherever you need to grow and know we'll be here. But we also have a path that's laid out for you. So start it. And if you go through the entire thing, as Tim has suggested, and find that it's not for you, well, at least you went through the entire thing yourself instead of asking somebody else's opinion about it, right? And that's so, so important. And you have highlighted that wonderfully. So again, man, congratulations and thanks for coming on today. Really, really appreciate everything you do for this community. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it being here. Love you guys. All right, man. Love you too, brother. We'll see you later. All right, my friends. There it is. Wow. Uh, 70 minutes of pure gold, of absolute pure gold. And from one of the nicest, kindest human beings that you'll ever meet, Tim Hewitt. So go and follow him on Facebook, All Affiliate Cash, baby. All Affiliate Cash. You can find him on Facebook. Check him out. Follow him. He said he's got a Facebook group. And this is a gentleman that, you know, is an amazing person for you to have in your support group and for you to have connected with here through Legendary and now make a part of your, you know, your, your support group, the people that you get inspired by. Um, it's just some of the, it's part of the magic of this. Uh, it's, this is, this is one of my favorite parts of this business is the people that we get to meet and the people that we get to add to our lives. And you know what, before you know it, all those people that you didn't really connect with in your life that you were like, I don't know if I want to still hang on to this friendship. They also just, it's like, I don't need all that. I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm finding friends that I truly connect with and people who are contributing to my life, right? And Tim contributes to a lot of people's lives out there in the marketplace, but also right here in our community. So my friends, we'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. As Tim mentioned, coaching calls, uh, support 101 at 1 p.m. Eastern time today for Blueprint students, and then hot seat calls, uh, fast feedback coaching at 2 p.m., okay? And so go join those, and then I'm doing Decade in a Day tomorrow uh, so I won't be on Wake Up Legendary, but I'll be with Blueprint students starting at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. All right. We'll see you back here for another episode, and we'll see you all on those Blueprint training calls.